1: I'm Ken Absock, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. I've been talking about rewatchable episodes. This came out of a discussion about Season 5, maybe being the most maligned season of Game of Thrones. Our good caller, Mark, uh, had an idea, had a thought about what are some of the more rewatchable episodes, because that's how he judges each season. So I wanted to, I addressed it a little bit last night, but I wanted to talk about it more, and I have some episodes in front of me, and I wanted to kind of go by each season. We'll do that over the next couple days. Um, I'm about to begin my big rewatch, as a lot of you are. And a lot of you might have already begun of all ep- uh, seasons and all episodes leading up to season seven. Occasionally, if you follow me on uh, some of the social medias, me and my uh, Watching Thrones uh, partner, Michelle Boyd, will get together, we'll pour some drinks, and we will watch Game of Thrones. And we go through with what we call the best episode of each season we kind of reach out to you guys and maybe you guys can let us know and it's always it's always interesting because it definitely seems and we try to avoid it if you're just watching one episode from each season more times than not it's going to be the big ones the 8s the 9s and sometimes the 10s i think that is a that is a given but i'm looking today at season 1 and what are the episodes that if I was just going to randomly drop myself in the episodes, which one would it be? Interestingly enough, the pilot Winter is Coming is... which of course is the basically the second version of the pilot with some footage of the first one, the mythical first pilot of Game of Thrones. Um, Original air day April 17th, 2011. So long ago, yet so so close. Uh, I, the I, I have zero problem. That first episode is so good. It is It is. It's so strong. It is not not a surprise that everyone was hooked in by that first episode. That makes a, a ton of sense. It is that damn good. Uh, but if I'm going to look at things, I will go to a golden crown and you win or you die. Now, I've already said you win or you die, which is episode seven of season one. I consider to be perhaps the best, most well-rounded and template type of uh, episode for Game of Thrones. Uh, It is the one that kind of, the big twist, you got uh, Ned being captured and, and things not going his way, and I think that set the tone, even more so than Ned's death. That episode is just fun to rewatch. It's got a lot in it. It's got all the great, great performances. It's just it's it's Game of Thrones, I think, at its best. But a Golden Crown is a episode. The one right before it, episode six, uh, uh, directed by Daniel Minahan. It is uh, uh, it was written by uh, Jane Epsonson, uh along with, of course, the writing team, Benny Huff and Weiss. Uh, it is. Um, it is one, of course, most famous, most notable because of Danny eating the heart of a stallion, going through the ritual uh, by, with the Dosh Kaleen. And this, this is when Daenerys becomes the Daenerys that we know. This is Danny becoming Daenerys. This is Daenerys becoming the Khaleesi. This is the one where she kind of, you know, accepts this path. And it ends with the great, great final moments. With Viserys. Viserys Targaryen. Harry Lloyd, who does a great job with him. Um, you know, and it's got some of the great Jorah moments. And here, yet here I stand, where he refuses to let Viserys leave. And then, of course, Drogo gives him a crown for a king. And Daenerys says he was no dragon. Fire cannot kill a dragon. I think... That is a, an episode that uh, I find myself wanting to re-watch from season one more than a lot of other episodes. Uh, when you win or you die, maybe up there as well. But Golden Crown is one of the more it, uh, fine, fine episodes. It's got Bron killing Vardis. The first trial by combat we ever see in Game of Thrones comes there. With Bron Vardis up at the Eyrie, that is a great fight. That is a great moment. You do not fight with honor, you're right. But he did, as Braun points to the man falling to his death. I Love that, that is, an essence, that is an essence point of Game of Thrones. That is what the show and the world is about. You can fight with honor, but you just might die. So a golden crown, you win or you die, from season one, those are the ones that I rewatch the most. What do you watch from season one the most? Let me know here on Daily Thrones. I'm Ken Absack, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire, and I'm going through season by season and talking about the episodes within those seasons that are the most rewatchable. Sometimes these are the big ones, sometimes these are the ones you don't think of. Looking at season two, season two f- had the tough task of following perhaps one of the most perfect seasons in television history season one of Game of Thrones. There was a lot of things in season one no one was expecting. So to try to top that in season two, well, that was going to be hard. So there was sometimes a thought that season two, well, maybe not as good if you go back and watch season two, there's so much in it. And it builds up so well. It is a fine tapestry. And there are little moments all through it that you can really get behind. I like Karth. I like what goes on there. It's it's mystery. It's it's confusing. Um, I thought it was this world on into itself. You almost kind of forget that it's part of the free cities uh, of, of Essos. Uh, and, and, and not part of, uh, you know, not kind of off on its own island. It, I thought it was like a magic town. It, it's just kind of a trading port in a very weird city run by the 13, a very weird group of people, but it is not as mysterious as you first thought, but it's the whole time you're in Carth. They're like, where are they? What is this world? Does anyone else know about it? Are they going to be locked in here forever? Uh, I love the Harrenhal stuff. I love Tywin and Arya in Hall, which is show-only stuff, proving that sometimes you can make changes to the books and they can actually improve part of the story. I love John going uh, north of the wall. I love and Halfhand, a great character, and I love all the stuff going on there. But when it comes down to episodes, I do find that season two, for me, has more great moments, but I don't think of them in terms of episodes. Even kind of scrolling right now through the episode summaries, uh, I'm like, ah... I thought that would happen in that episode. I forget. I've watched this season five times now. So uh, when it comes to episodes, and I love this season, I'll stick to The Prince of Winterfell, which is episode eight. Uh, I uh, love that one. It is uh, where Jon and Halfhand are are definitely captured. They're on the way to meet Mance Rayder. Uh, that the fist of the first men, the brothers of the Night Watch find that uh, dragon glass, which is key to the story. Uh, story. Uh, Yara and Theon uh, are uh, reunited as she needs to bring him back from Winterfell, and that doesn't really happen. Doesn't go according to plan. You got Rob and Catelyn building up their tension. Uh, a lot going on. And Tywin finally leaves. Uh, Harrenhal to attack Rob and the Arya trying to, you know, have Jagan Hagar kill Tywin. And uh, I love that kind of stuff. It's all in there. It's a great episode, and you've got the great tense scene where Cersei and Tyrion are facing off, and Cersei, you believe, has captured Shay. Great acting by Dinklage and Cersei. And it turns out it's Roz who basically has to stay in this punishment and these beatings for Tyrion. <laughs> it's tough. It's a great scene. It's one of my favorite scenes. So that is Prince of Winterfell. And you revealed it's revealed that Brandon and Rickon, uh are alive and hiding in Winterfell, which is a great reveal. Blackwater and Valor Morgulis. Valor Morgulis. Valor Morgulis? What am I? Valor Morgulis. Those episodes, 9 and 10, I think are the big ones, and those are the ones I re the most. I don't know about you guys, Blackwater still one of my favorite episodes. Still the best battle for me, though the battles have gotten better, looked bigger and better on the show. With the budgets expanding, George R. R. Martin wrote that episode directed by Neil Marshall. It is fantastic. It is the tension and the story told with that battle that I love so much. And Valor Morgal I almost did it again. Valor Morgulis. what's wrong with me today? Alan Taylor directed that one. Benny Alpha Weiss wrote it. It is one of the best season ending episodes. I actually, again, I like the House of the Undying stuff. I like Karth. I like how Danny gets her dragons and has this vision. Seals. Uh, Dorea and Doxus in the, the that empty vault. When, ah, that's a, a bad way to go. Um, you got all that stuff there. And then it ends with one of my favorite moments, which is the uh, Night's Watch, the blowing of the three horns, and the arrival. And Jagged Nagar reveals himself. It's great stuff. Love that episode. Season two, what are your favorite watches? Let me know here on Daily Thrones. I'm Ken Afzak. this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of Ice and Fire, and we're taking a look at Season 3 and what are the most rewatchable episodes from that season. This is what we've been trying to do to measure each season based on the episodes in it that we want to rewatch. You get how it's done. Looking at Season 3, like I've said before on this channel and other places that I talk about Game of Thrones, Season 3 sometimes, depending on my mood, is my least favorite season. Now, again, that's saying something in Game of Thrones. You could say it's your least favorite season, but then there's five or six things in the season that make you go, oh, wait, but I love that, but I love that. And there's a lot of stuff in this season that I love. In fact, I recently just randomly put on one of the episodes, and now his watch is ended, and found myself just binging the rest of the season. Uh, not part of my season seven prep rewatch. It just just it happened. I spent the entire uh, afternoon watching these episodes, so that's where I have to start. The episodes from season three that are rewatchable. Yep, we can know we know that the reigns of Castamers, episode nine, the red wedding, is definitely going to be on the list. It should be on the list. That's just a damn good episode. It ends with uh, some absolute heartbreak. Uh, The credits going just dark and no music is still one of the best things Game of Thrones uh, ever did to just drive home the point of what we just witnessed and the the horrifying nature of, of the things we see and saw at the Red Wedding. So that's there. Misa, the closing episode, is good. Ten uh, Episode 10s are usually good, but there are also kind of that emotional exhale. We just went through something big, and in episode 9, sometimes in 8, we want to kind of take a break, take a breath, and go from there. So, Misa's good, but I don't. I'm not going to rewatch Misa. The ones I'm going to go to are, as I said, And Now His Watch is Ended. That episode, which sees the. Uh, action go down at Craster's Keep where Jor is, Jor uh, Mormont is slain by his own men. As it's, it's a, it's a Mormont fan, I'm just a fan of the Mormont clan across the board. Uh, that was tough to watch. Uh, it was something I. You know, I didn't think Mormont was gonna survive. It didn't make sense to the story. He was kind of a mentor to Jon Snow. Mentors in these kind of stories usually go at some point. But to go out that way, it just was—it just was a loss. It, it was something that didn't need to be in the reality of the story. But. That episode uh is is great for that, but also I think it is one of Danny's finest moments with Krasny's and the uh uh her getting a hold of the unsullied army. It's just a great episode. I also think uh it has uh, the great moment with Varys and Tyrion, and Varys t- teaching Tyrion, counseling Tyrion on the long-playing style of revenge and vengeance. And Varys is, of course, unpacking a crate from across the sea, which has the very magician who castrated Varys all those years ago. It's a long play style of revenge. The next episode, Kiss by Fire, is just as good. Most memorable, of course, for the uh, best sex scene, perhaps, in Game of Thrones. Jon Snow and Egret in the cave, just because it kind of... Uh, it's the most emotional sex scene. You don't get a lot of emotions in the sex of Game of Thrones. That one's there. But that episode has a lot of great things. I love Robb Stark executing Lord Ricard Karstark because it is the beginning. Well, I wouldn't say the beginning of Robb's fall, but it is the moment that you realize all things are not right with Robb. Stark, one of the underrated moments in, in that episode, Kissed by Fire, is Shireen going into the dungeon to visit Davos Seaworth and starts to teach him to read, which of course proves very valuable to the plot later on, but it is a, a very sweet, touching moment, and then, you know, later on with some of the events that happened to Shireen, this becomes even uh, more touching, more sweet, and that much more tragic. Also in this is The Hound squaring off against Sir Beric Dondarrion. And a great fight, great moment, great intensity, and Dondarrion is killed, only to be resurrected by the Lord of Light, thanks to Thoris Amir, right in front of us. It was the first time we really kind of saw that on Game of Thrones. It was something that caught me off guard. At this point, I had not read the books yet, or had not got this far in the books. I was uh, on book two, or had finished book two, and was caught off guard, thought down Dary and died. So when he comes back to life, it is a memorable moment. So those are my episodes I love to rewatch the most from season three. And now his watch has ended. Kiss by fire, and of course the rant of castomer. What are yours? You call in, let me know. Season three of Game of Thrones, which one are you gonna rewatch? Ken Napsack here on Daily Thrones. Put a call on the station from Mark. We've been talking about Season 5 for the last day or so, about was it overrated, underrated, right where it needs to be? Definitely has some great episodes and definitely has one of the most controversial. We just had a call and interview, actually an interview on the station with our good friend Rachel Cushing, as we try to, try to do every Friday with some great insight into Season 4, maybe just being the most uneven of all the seasons. None of them are bad, but just that one sticks in our mind as ups and downs, peaks and valleys. But like I said, I put the call on from Mark and he's asking about rewatchable episodes and that that is a measure of seasons for him. And he asks, uh, what are the seasons that have the most rewatchable episodes for me? And I, it's weird because, uh, and we were talking off air today around the Collider Studios with Jonathan Wojko and Rachel Cushing and Emma Fife and Joelle Monique having a great conversation. I, I wish I, I should have recorded it. It was so good. Uh, about, uh, you know, we, we all do this rewatch of the show as we gear up for the next season. That means by now, if you are doing it now or complete a rewatch before season seven, you will have seen season one six times and so that sometimes makes it in a lot of people's mind the most rewatchable season now i think season one is so far it's the best season in so many ways it just it's it's hard to beat that uh, it, it to me is up there with a show like rescue me which had a, a pitch perfect first season uh, other struggles uh, in other seasons uh, you can kind of gloss over but that season one was perfect uh so same with game of thrones yes i just compared rescue me to game of thrones that's what we do here on daily thrones um, season one's got most a lot of rewatchable stuff, but i what's fun funny is season four it's not my favorite season overall, but I find myself going to season four, watching the mountain and the Viper, watching the watches on the wall uh into the children. I like that run of shows season three i've thought in the past. Uh, Maybe Season 3 is my least favorite season of Game of Thrones. It starts slow. I think the first two episodes of Season 3 aren't necessarily rewatchable, unless I'm doing them on the rewatch. And even then, I sometimes zone out, i got to admit. But I look at uh, some of the things that, you know, and now as watches ended, I I, I put that in uh, when I started doing Anchor. Uh, I just had that season playing in the background, that episode. I just wanted to kind of watch it again. And I found myself in a mini-marathon in season three uh and of course the red wedding's there as well so we'll see and i haven't oddly enough i have not re-watched anything from season six yet except for uh the final episode of season six i watched a few times um that is somewhat different i've usually found myself at the end of every season, at some point shortly after the season ends, rewatching the entire season and then doing a full rewatch. But I didn't want rewatch a lot of season six, though. I have positive memories of that season, so that is interesting too. So, Mark, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this a little bit more and answer it more directly. I just wanted to get it out there and see what you guys think. Um, because look, Hard Home from season five, Rachel herself said it. Maybe her least favorite or most uneven season, but that episode is probably her favorite episode of all time in Game of Thrones, and that is a hard thing to argue against. I love the episode of Hard Home, and I think that might be the episode I've rewatched the most, not counting season one rewatches. So, does that mean I love season 5 the most? No, I don't. I consider it to be, like Rachel said, the most uneven season. So, Mark, you've had you've asked a great question that I'm not done answering and I want you guys to help me. What are specifically the episodes you like to rewatch the most and then from what season? And does that make it that season? your most favorite season that's what we do here on daily thrones we have game of thrones discussions we're getting closer and closer to season seven and this is going to be your place to check in and discuss and it's our little game of thrones community thanks to the fine folks at anchor so do that call on in do not be shy i love getting the calls you guys are so great with the calls you can also find me on twitter at can and use that hashtag daily thrones see you guys bye
0: You no, know, for me, I like to judge a season by how rewatchable it is in terms of which episode you can go back to and just watch over and over and not get sick of it. You bring up some good points about season five, about the you know how many moments there are that people might be forgetting about that are great. Then again, I see where Eric is coming from as well. Uh, and you know, season five does have a lot of slower moments. For me personally, I find that season five or has the least amount of rewatchable episodes for me personally. So I guess I, that's, that's how I judge it. What about you? What what season do you rewatch the most or find that the episodes you watch the most come from which season? I'm curious to know. Ken, you took the episodes right out from under me. Yeah, you'd have to be foolish of a TV watcher to not include The Reigns of Casimir as one of the... Uh, one of the best episodes of not just the season, but of the entire series. And as painful and heartbreaking as it is to watch, I find that, yeah, that episode is probably the most rewatchable in the whole season. Uh but you did you listed exactly the other ones that I was thinking of, uh and now it's watch is ended and Kiss by Fire. It's you, you, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it and there's nothing really much more to say other than that way to go again
2: hey ken so season three so i actually did like the season premiere because i was very much looking forward to seeing that's raider the king beyond the wall because he's a character i like in the book but kiss by fire is actually one of my favorite episodes of the series i love that we finally got to meet shireen i love the scene when stannis goes to see her and we hear her singing and i like when she hugs him And he, like, kind of looks around, and he doesn't know how to, like, react to affection. I find that, you know, fascinating. And, of course, that beautiful scene when she goes to see Davos and teaches him to read. And that was something that's actually show-exclusive, their friendship. You know, the character in the book she's really friends with is uh, Patchface, and I love her relationship with Davos on the show. And, of course, John and Egret, as you mentioned, that is the best sex scene, in my opinion, of the series thus far, maybe something will surpass it, who knows, but yeah, definitely um, Kissed by Fire is my, I think my favorite episode of the season, and one of my favorites of the series. I'm Ken Apsuck,
1: and this is Daily Thrones. We're taking a look at Season 4 and talking what are the most rewatchable episodes from that season. As has been the discussion with the first three seasons, we're not just talking about the big ones, the ones that most people consider the best from the season. So it usually falls on Episodes 8 or 9, the big stuff, the big reveals. This is just looking back and measuring each season by what episodes you're drawn to. I think in each season, the first or second episodes are usually... Quote unquote slow You hear that a lot in critiques and reviews Following the debut of the season I'm excited for what's happening But everything seems to be starting slow Which I think to me shows that That just happens every year We are so trained to remember the big moments In episodes 8's and 9's and 10's That we forget the setup And the pacing of the entire season And all that begins Season four begins good with two swords. And I actually do like re-watching that episode a lot. I am such a fan of Obermartel, and this is the way they introduce him. They introduce him in a very memorable way, very alluring, very intriguing, and very dangerous way. And you get his character's purpose for being there. It is definitely interesting. And uh, from there, there's a lot of great stuff. Of course, you get uh, the lion and the rose is one that I'll watch all the time, because that is the death of Joffrey. Who doesn't want to see that? It is also a very good episode. It's very nicely done. The panic in both Jamie and Cersei's eyes and face and actions, as, as Joffrey's choking to death, dying to death in front of them on the po- poison. Um, it is. Uh, it's. It's very good. It's. It's. It's high tension. It plays out so so well. Uh, and plus the intrigue. If you are watching it and having uh, not read the books or just not figuring out what's going on, I mean, there's a lot of confusion. And for a lot of people, Joffrey's death. Couldn't have come soon enough, but wasn't the death they wanted. They wanted a little more pain, a little more suffering. Though, I contend, that's still a pretty bad way to go. There's a lot of good episodes in this season. Though four sometimes, I think, uh, maybe, I don't want to say... Overrated, but it might not be as good as people remember because it is dominated by Oberyn Martell. We talk about this a lot here on Daily Thrones. Oberyn, the story of Oberyn, and what happens in Episode Eight, The Mountain and the Viper, dominates that season as it should. Pedro Pascal is amazing, but. As far as individual episodes, I think you have to include the Mountain and the Viper. And you have to include the Watchers of the Wall, which might be one of the best single episodes of Game of Thrones. And it's definitely the best to watch as a single viewing because it's all up at the Wall. It is better than most big, epic movies. And The Children is a very good closing episode. I like that a lot. But I'll tell you the episode that might get overlooked. It is Episode 7, Mockingbird. That is where Cersei appoints the Mountain. Daenerys and Dario finally get together, but he's sent off immediately on a mission. Uh, there is Stannis and his uh, his uh, crew leaving Dragonstone. There's a lot of stuff there. Uh, Alyssa Thorne and John have some great play, and I enjoy the Brienne, Podrick, and Hot Pie scenes. And learning that uh, Arya Stark is still alive—at least, uh, you know—the uh, stuff there in Hot Pie is great. He's a great side character Um, but I definitely love what's going on in the Vale with Baelish being Baelish Sansa kind of uh, about to be on the verge of being Dark Sansa but here she's still learning the game and Liza, Aaron, so good in this episode so creepy in a great amazing way every time she's on the screen it really comes through here and Baelish just being Baelish man heartless everything is for his goal Everything is for his purpose and his purpose alone. He's so good at this. Baelish is one of the best competitors in the Game of Thrones by far. And this moment when he sets up, a, you almost believe, you're almost are in her face, in her eyes, you're almost in her heart, believing. She's, she's got this, oh, she falls and is pushed out of the moon door, falling, falling, falling to her death. Episode seven, Mockingbird, is my underrated choice for season four. But again, The Mountain, The Viper, and The Watchers on the Wall are definitely all-time episodes. So amazing, so powerful, and so fun to rewatch. So, what are you? Uh, what do you guys think about season four? What do you rewatch the most from there? And was. Was the season dominated by Oberyn Martell so much so that you can kind of forget some of the other meandering little side plots that might get criticized in other seasons, for instance, Season 5? We'll take a look soon at Season 5 again, and then Season 6. This is what we do here in Daily Thrones. You let me know what are your most rewatchable moments from Season 4.